Hey everyone, it's me, Tiff. I'm back. I honestly, listen, I don't know what season it is. I really do need to go back and, like, rename each episode and number it because, I don't know, I am a stay-at-home mom who can barely remember what day it is, so I apologize. All I know is that this episode is called Wait, I think I know it's called Mama Prayers, Mama Tears, or Mama Tears, Mama Prayers. Either way, like, this one is for every mama and their heart. And honestly, like, every woman. Listen, it's so hard for me to just say mama. And it's so hard for me to just say woman. Like, we are all daughters of the kings. And I get it. Every story is different. Every thing we walk through is different and like this episode truly is one I just get emotional myself talking about I get emotional thinking about it and it's very sensitive as far like fair warning I do talk about like the trauma we went through with um our daughter and you know I, you know, if you're a mama and have to listen, maybe put in headphones because like, I don't know if you have your kids at home or not. Um, also, my thing is, I'm going to be real. This is our story. And I am very, very sensitive to the fact that this is not everybody's story with their child in the hospital or their baby that they're holding or praying for. I understand that. I am not making light of this at all. Like, this is just our story of how, I don't even know how we survived those two weeks with no sleep and hardly eating. Like, I don't even know if I showered. Like, I understand that every story of a mom with a child in the hospital is different. Every prayer we are praying is from our heart and every tear we are crying. Like truly, God God is holding us. Like, And so I'm sensitive to that. And so, yeah, I needed to take some time off in August already because I knew my daughter's surgery for her tonsillectomy was coming and I just was like let's finish summer let's just have a good summer and I didn't feel like doing a podcast because the way I work I have to literally feel God lead me like that's how I work and so I just was like okay God like I just need a break and I honestly was like I'm not even coming back to the podcast there was a lot of things in my life like I was literally just over Like, I'm like, I don't feel like doing it anymore. Like, I just want to be with my kids. I want to be with my husband. I want to soak up all this time. We have gone through two surgeries for two girls in the last year, within a year. And the first surgery for our youngest, that one, you know, To all the mamas that are listening, you have a gut. Like, we have a mama gut. We also have the Holy Spirit leading us. 
And I knew my youngest was not feeling good. She was falling asleep a lot and she was in pain. And I closed my eyes and I was like, listen, God, you have to tell me what to do. Because we had taken her to the doctors twice. And now at the time she was three. And the doctor was like, oh, you know, it's probably just like constipation or something like that. Just do all this. So we did everything the doctor said. Still, she was not better. Um, and she just was just getting more lethargic. And then one night, like, I literally was like, God, like, I am so worried for my daughter. I was on the phone with one of my best friends who we do talk for hours. Like, she is my support um, for the last 36 years. <laughs> Um, she has been one of my best friends, Amanda, and like our mama hearts, like they connect in ways that a lot of every mom friend I have, we connect in different ways and her and I connect on a level that nobody else can understand. And so like, she was like, Tiff, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I know something's wrong and you know, and like, I, I was already like, my mom had been there that day and was like, this isn't working. And so I was in the kitchen doing the dishes and I literally saw me in a white dress and my youngest was running towards me in a white dress dancing and then all of a sudden fell and I had to run and pick her up like she was falling. And I was like, I knew at that instant, God was saying, you have to fight for your daughter your battle is not over. And literally within five minutes, she was screaming upstairs with my husband in the back room and she could not move. Like she couldn't put her legs down. We ended up rushing to the hospital. They redid the tests. And they said, your daughter's organs are failing. And we're like, what? And then they were like, well, you need to do emergency surgery right now. Like, we can't wait. It's 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> and we're like, what? How did constipation turn into your daughter's organs are failing? And if we don't do surgery now, she may not make it. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, our hearts. Oh, and we prayed through the night. She slept through the, like, until they prepped her and everything. And if you're listening, I don't know how you say goodbye to your kid praying and knowing that they will come out of that surgery. Like, how can you do it? Because it is the hardest. It's the hardest thing that I have ever gone through. My husband has gone through. Like, we held her. And we're like, God, she's in your hands. And he, she was. And we had our friends... Man, I say this all the time. Our friends praying and my parents and my husband's best friend um, was on the phone with him throughout the night and my sister and like so many people, my best friend, there were so many of us like just praying her through the night. Like, I don't think anybody understands that. She got through the surgery. Now, <laughs> this is a year later, we found out our other daughter had to do a tonsillectomy and 
Oh my gosh. <sighs> I don't even know what to say because she basically had had strep throat like over 24 times in the last two years. And so we were like, okay, she cannot be sick this much. Like this has to happen. Like it, there was no question, like watching your daughter sick that long, like knowing like she wasn't enjoying life, like she wasn't enjoying anything. And every month, like yet again, I would talk to people. I'm like, are your kids sick this much? Like what's going on? Like I know kids get strep and they're like, no, like yeah, they get sick, but nothing like every month. I said, guys, like this is twice a month. Like my poor daughter is like sick and like we would push to do things and she's sick. Like it was heartbreaking. And she was only seven. She's only seven and six, like, cause it was a year before then, but yeah, it, it was hard. And so like, we did make the decision to have it done. And so that brings us to August <laughs> where basically, um, she went in, I was able to go with her into the OR room. And it honestly, it was the coolest thing. Like my husband and I were letting her choose and I said, do you want mommy or daddy? And she said, mommy. And I said to my husband, okay. Because I was fully expecting her to pick daddy because, you know, daddy's stronger and daddy won't cry. But something in me was like, no, this is not the time to cry. This is time to pray. This is the time to pray and not stop. And so I went into the OR and I held her hand and I whispered in her ear, Isabel, Jesus loves you. And she was out. Like the doctor's like, time to go. And I felt God in that room. I felt such peace. Like I knew he was there. I knew he was holding her. So, you know, surgery went. She did so great. Felt such peace. She came out of it. She came home. Recovery, two days was going well. And then I noticed the third day we were at home. And she just was just, she was, of course, like healing from a surgery. But just lethargic again. And I know my kids. I'm like, lethargic. Like, that is our sign that something more is going on. Or we end up at the ER for fluids or something. So she falls asleep on me. And uh, she wakes up. And she, I hear a click. Like all I see is her eyes looking at me. She can't talk and she can't breathe. And I hear a click while she's swallowing. And I knew in that instant she was bleeding and she's not supposed to bleed. And I was like, I said to my husband, get her upstairs right now. She was throwing blood clots everywhere. And I was like, oh my. so we called the ambulance. Of course, we called my parents. We called everybody. Start praying. Please start praying. Because she couldn't even like breathe. And she was having trouble. The bleeding stopped and the paramedics came 
And so we go in the ambulance and I was a mess. I was like holding her hand and I was saying, okay, like this is what we're supposed to do. God had you. And you know what? I tell you, any mom who's going through a trauma, how do you hold it together? I want to know that because it was very hard for me to not show my worry. I did my best and I kept praying through, but, oh, you get to the ER and my husband's behind in the ambulance and, and he was like, I left my phone at home so I couldn't call him and there was nothing. And we get to the hospital and the ambulance people can't even open the door for the ambulance. So she's sitting in that ambulance. I, they had me get out. And I was like, what if something happens? They're focused on this door. Like I was literally having a panic attack because I was like, get that door open. My child needs to get to the ER. So anyways, they finally get the door open. We rush into the children's hospital and I see her holding her cheek, like a, like they're, like a chipmunk, like something in her cheek. And I say, Belle, what is happening? And there goes the blood again, the blood clots. And all the doctors are around her and it's just me and her and I'm praying and they're like, she's going to go back to the OR. We're going to have to close her, like close that off and put her under. And I'm like, my husband's not even here. Like, I can't even make a decision. Like, I'm just praying like, God, help my daughter, help her live because this is not good. I know it's not good. I know that. The more she bleeds and they can't do, like, they don't stop it, like, it's life or death. Like, that's what we said. It's a 1% chance that a patient could hemorrhage, and that was my child. Well, the bleeding stopped, and I was like, thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you guys, I don't know where I would be without God. I do not have all the answers. I don't. Like, I am just a mom who fights for her kids and her husband in prayer. Like, it's day and night, day and night, day and night. And when things like this happen, I do not sleep. I do not eat. I have truly understood the meaning of fasting and praying. I have sat with my girls afraid to lose both of them. We end up, my husband gets to the hospital. We stay overnight. They give her fluids. They keep an eye on her for two days. And then we go home. Thankfully, the blood clot did not come back through all this. However, we go home and she gets lethargic again. And there's pain and she's not eating. And I said to my husband, like, we have to go back. Like, I call the doctor and they're like, bring her in. Like, she needs to get more fluids. She was fading. Like, guys... There was another, I want to say five days total. Like, I feel like it's a blur. Three nights in that ER observation. Fluids. Her not eating. Like, the tears. The, mommy, I don't understand. Like, why is this happening to me? Mommy, like, why do bad things happen? Why do bad things happen? Like, how do you, how do you answer your child that? Like, you say, no. Like, bad things happen, but it's not because of you. There's something that my dad and mom told me a while back. They said, just because something bad happened does not mean it's because of something you did. There is sin in this world. There is trials. There are things that happen, but it's not you. 
and I would sit up with my daughter every night. We did not sleep. She could not sleep. I could not sleep. I remember I would get texts from my mom or calls like, are you eating? Um, and I'm like, I guess, I guess so. I don't, I don't know. I know I'm praying. <laughs> I know I'm fighting. I'm like going through like, God, don't leave me. God, don't leave her. Like hold her with your right hand. I was doing lots of writing, like encouraging myself as I was encouraging her. I am, um, I was looking at Bible verses like left and right. Like when I'm overwhelmed, I go to God. He hears me. He sees my tears. Like I can't even tell you all the Bible verses that was going through my head to help her. And I didn't even have my Bible. <laughs> like, of course, we didn't have our Bible, but we had our phone. Thank you for Bibles on the phone. But my Bible, like the actual Bible, when I hold it, I feel so much peace. And just watching our daughter and having to fight twice, any mama, any dad, their heart would break. You will want to take that pain away. But God takes that pain away. And we had to keep reminding her, God is with you. He is holding you, Isabel. He has you in his hands. And it doesn't make any sense to a seven-year-old. Like a seven-year-old who's supposed to have fun. The surgery was not supposed to go the way it did. She was a 1% chance. And this is my child. And I sat and I sat and I cried. And there were some nights I couldn't even utter a word. I could not say one thing, but I knew God heard my prayers. I knew that he saw my tears. I'm not saying that I was prepared if she would not make it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I knew God had her either way. And that's something my dad said to me when I was pregnant with my second child. We sat at a table and he said, because we thought we were going to lose her then. We were told she may not live. God may choose to heal on earth or in heaven. And that is his choice. And we have to pray either way. We have to pray through and we have to trust our children in his hands. And that has stuck with me. Like, no, no, I'm not saying I wasn't afraid. I'm not saying that if something happened, I would be angry. I wouldn't be angry. I would be furious, not at God, but I would be furious at what was happening and why did it have to happen to my child and why the enemy tried to attack my child. Why, like, I, I would have all these questions. I never, I'm going to say this, and it may not make sense, when you walk through storms, you praise him. You remember every promise that he has placed on your life. You remember the times you sat alone and God said, I'm here, that I am going to rescue and I will hold your hand. Your prayers, moms and dads, if you are listening, they are fighting for the voice of your children. They are fighting for their future and they are fighting for them to live in the fullness of who God made them. And we have to trust that they are in his hands. It is the hardest thing 
that I have ever walked through, my husband has ever walked through. But our Isabel came out fine. We are still dealing with some post-trauma surgery anxiety, but we have our daughters. I don't have any answers when we go through hard times. I do have a God, though, that listens and he sits and he lets us weep. He lets us cry. And he lets us be angry and be sad and frustrated and not understand. But he's there. So if I can encourage you, do not give up praying for your children. Do not give up giving them to God. It's the hardest thing, but it's the best thing. Because God, he made them. He loves them. He loves them more than you. And that's hard because if y'all know me, I'm obsessed with my kids and my husband. (laughs) Talk to me and I'll tell you everything about my kids and my husband. And I know you're the same way. I know you love your kids so much that they've changed your life. And whatever you're praying over your child, I don't know your story. I don't know what you're fighting for. I don't know what you're grieving if you've lost a child. But what I do know is that you can come to your heavenly father and he will sit in the weeping and the wailing and the rejoicing. Because not every story is the same. Not everything we go through with it, our kids is the same. Not every prayer is the same for our kids. But as long as we're praying, God knows the story of our child. He knows their future. And he knows that they are held in his hands. He says, let the little children come. You know what? When my daughters were both going through it, I kept praying Jesus over them, praying God, because as they grow up, I wanted them to know anything they face, they run to God. They don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be anybody but themselves. And so I don't even know if I have the right words. I don't even know if this makes sense to anybody, but I just had to share that moms, Keep praying. Never stop. Don't give up. Because our children are our heartbeats. Whether they're adopted, whether we have had them on our own, whether they are like a, we're an aunt to them. Children, they're they're our heartbeats. And they're gods too. So, I pray you guys have a good day. I know this one was kind of heavy. I'm hoping next week won't be because I kind of just let God lead me. But it's good to be back and I love my podcast. And I'm praying for all you moms out there to know you guys are amazing. And if there's dads listening, you're amazing too. You're all amazing. And God sees that. So never doubt that God handpicked you for your children. Because you know how to pray for them. And you know how to fight for them. Because they're yours. But most importantly, they're his. So, I'll be back.